process is Black and White, where two friends examine the trials and tribulations of starting their individual businesses with their cultural differences and similarities, along with whatever else accompanies them on their journey. Each week, they will discuss a few chapters from books that will transform you from being a wantrepreneur to an entrepreneur. Here's Vernon and Devin. So we were so, just talking. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 no. You got. I, I, I got a little something, but you, you know. No, 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 no. I want to hear. I want to hear your little something. We'll, we'll go back to the rhythm. So, I, uh, I was watching this really. Uh, I don't know. It's 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 a YouTube show. It's it's um, let ran by a group of guys who it's basically like imagine like five or so buddies, you know, start this. Uh, youtube channel and podcast of like basically talking relationship stuff it's like a battle of the sexist podcast and they invite women on and they talk it's actually you know you like you like this kind of stuff too yeah yeah yeah. i caught a i caught a clip of it i really didn't even like watch the whole thing but i caught a clip and then i was like oh let me let me just take a look at some of this stuff right and somehow in my feed it just clip clip came through and um it was interesting so one of them, you know, they're like an hour long or so. I watched like the first 10 minutes of. And the question, they throw out a question every day. And one of the questions was, how much should a, a man spend on a first date? And, um, you know, and it was, it was the point I'm bringing this up. Of course, me and you are married men. But the real thing that I, that I, kind of took away from that it's like listening to the conversation back and forth um there's so much you know fraudulent behavior when it comes to like dating and understanding like what it is that you're looking for in a spouse uh what like the valuable things are when you're trying to find a partner in life like I just was listening and just was like, man, these people, like they're they're headed down roads of like terrible they, marriages. They don't even they don't even they don't even get it. Yeah, yeah. It it was like it was like you know from the from the woman's perspective, a couple of them, not all of not all of them, but a good bit of them were like, oh well, you know, you gotta you gotta really show me and take me and this sure. and that, and it's just like. You know, from the guy's perspective, it's like, oh well, you know, you gotta like, I, I better be getting something at the end of this date, and it's just well, like, on a, from a guy's perspective, you gotta go on twenty dates. Yeah, it's like you, you know, know like just, he's, he's got to go on twenty different dates with twenty different women to find a woman that is yeah. is you know going to be a decent girlfriend. So he doesn't want to spend two hundred dollars. If he spends two hundred fifty dollars on a date, you know, yeah, and he goes on broke fi- and he goes on fifteen dates. He's very broke. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, but. uh you know the the uh, kind of the thing that um, I guess I wanted to discuss for a minute is just like what why is like truth? Dude, this is so weird that you're asking this question because I've been listening. Anyway, go on. Go yeah, no, nah, this is good. But I, my real point was like, why is it so hard to just be like honest? And and like, I guess it's kind of like that being vulnerable or whatever. Like you know, like it's almost you know what it feels like. It's like when you're a kid and you want to dance, music's on and you want to dance, 
but you like you really don't want to be the first one dancing so you're like looking around you know what I mean to see like who's dancing or are people going to laugh at me or whatever like it feels like for a lot of people in the age and, st- and even at our age people still do this but for a lot of people so many people are afraid to like want what they want you know express what they want be honest you know what I mean like you just like everyone's fronting everyone's like social media into the gram and doing it for the gram as they say is what everyone's like a lot of life choices are about and uh it's just like man people don't realize you'd be so much happier if you just like lived in your truth yeah i mean that's a hard thing to tell people right because because people the thing is i think about about, i've been thinking about this a lot and then i'm reading a book about it as well and uh, you don't the thing. It's like kind of two sides of the problem. One is mm-hmm. that you're not sure what you want, right? Yes, yes. Like Very true. one is that genuinely people don't actually know, and Agreed. and even five years into stuff, you don't know. You like you you realize sort of gradually over time that you're like, oh, you know what? I want to invest more in you know, this sort of thing. And so that I get these sort of skills so that I end up here. Right. Or I want to work out more so that I can do fitness because I like, and then like, you don't realize that it, that ends up, you own a home gym. You know what I mean? Like you, the, the gradual change of investing in an interest or a thing that you get excited about, you know, you start at like, well, I'm interested in, I'm going to send a buddy a text about like, you know, starting a business and then we're going to have a, book club two years later where we're reading Emma, right? Like you can't draw a direct line. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can't predict that. So, so people don't know what they want. Right. So on the one hand, but then on the other hand, like people are terrible at imagining themselves as who they are and, or as who they become. And then like looking around and seeing what that's about. Right. Because like, you said that, and I thought, oh, well, dating sounds awful. It was the very first thing that I thought. And then the second thing that I thought is like, oh, if I was going on dates, like, in 2023 or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, if I, if, if I ever had to go back on dates again, how much would I spend? And my answer would be, like, as close to zero as possible, right? Like, my, I'd be like, oh, cool, let's go take a hike. Like, that's what I would – you know what I mean? Like, that's where my brain would go. Well, and what you're, what you're saying, and this is the thing that's important, is like what you're saying is like you're going you're gonna to do the things that you want to do to attract the type of person that you actually want to spend the rest of your life with. Right. Like you're not, you're, you're not going to like, you don't want to spend the rest of your life with somebody who's like all about like Birkin bags and why certain like material things and, and they, don't, they don't love you unless you're like, you know, buying them a new car. Like. You know that that's not for you. Just it's just not who I am at all. So yeah. I I would definitely like optimize my dating strategy for putting out into the world what you want that, back. Like that I am definitely not like if you're interested in a person who wants all of that. All that. I am the wrong tree to bark up. Yeah. <laughs> now, the other thing in life is like in in this conversation I think definitely supersedes like a relationship conversation it's what got me thinking it but ultimately the real conversation is like how do you manifest the things that you want 
you know, how how do you manifest the things that you that you want in life? And go ahead, what you? I just definitely haven't figured that out, right? Because I went through this job hunt, right? Because yeah. um, I went to the job, the new job, and I didn't like it, right? And I was like, oh no, I need. I was like, uh, I immediately knew. I was like, oh no, right? Yeah, but you, and but here's the thing: when I started looking for a new job, I found myself being honest in interviews, right? Yes, yes. And you do you know what companies do not want? What honesty in interviews? They don't know yeah. how to deal with it. Yeah, but I think you did do. You know, there were things that you did adjust your second time around, you know, which we, we discussed on the last episode where, you know what I mean? Like, you know, companies' values in terms of, like, how they treat people is a very important thing to you. You know what I mean? Like, like how you're going to be treated and welcomed into, you know, that environment is, is important to you. You know what I mean? And sometimes, like, you're not always going to know that on paper. But the thing that I would say about you in terms of manifesting, you know, your wants and and the things that you desire is that you didn't decide to stick around for five years at the other place. You realize, like, the thing that you want very, very high on your list is you want to work for a company that, you know, really does have a good in culture and environment yeah, has, for it. You know, has like, teams. Has teams. teams like you want to work for them. You're not always going to see that on paper. You know what I mean? Because remember, other people are trying to trick you as well. Like, that's why companies don't want honesty. Similar in relationships, why people don't want honesty is because they're tricking you as well. Everyone's tricking everybody. So if you're the honest guy in the room, you know what I mean? You're a mark. You're well, an it's easy le- mark. It's less that you're a mark. It's that... It's the, you get the if you're if everybody's adjusting 20%, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. To get to where they want to get, right? Like if you're going if, okay, well I'm I'm yanking yeah. the wheel 20% yeah. with 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 yeah. lies to mm-hmm. pull to the left. Well, if everybody's doing that and you you're shoot off down yeah. the middle, you're off 20%. Yeah, you're off the mark. <laughs> yeah, you're off the mark. Exactly. <laughs> so you're not a mark, you're off the mark. You're just, yeah. You just end up off the mark. And it's, yeah. it's wild, you know, like in, in tech and, you know, it's a little bit, it's a little bit different, um, hiring in tech. Cause in tech, they have this like belief that they can identify the right candidate. Right. Yeah. I could get that. Yeah. I don't know why I, I, it doesn't make sense to me why these people who've gone to all this college and have learned all this stuff and have read all these, you know, books think that they can identify the right candidate it just boggles my mind i think you just said it though they're probably a large part of identifying that is through pedigree it's kind of they probably view it very similar to sports you know this guy went to duke he's got to be he was mike chef you know so in in tech i guess if you going to like stanford you know and and you go to like you know certain schools that are well regarded you just automatically you know what I mean? Like certainly. And you should as far as I'm concerned, right? Yeah. Like it, well, being an analytics guy too. Like that's that's how you make the least amount of mistakes. Yeah. Like I I get it. Like if if yeah. you know, if somebody has this degree from this place and this thing that they can do this job, right? Like yeah. That's a like a that's basically a straightforward shortcut. And I'm pretty sure that you should do that. Yeah. But that represents like basically all the hiring at Facebook, Apple, Microsoft. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the, the big companies are 
person. Take all those people. They take all those people. So the pool right? now is thin. The pool is everyone else. Yeah. And as long as you're applying as a job for everyone else, right? So you have, I don't know, maybe there's 175,000 developers in the United States, right? Mm. And there's 300,000 open positions, right? Mm-hmm. And you need somebody who is mid-level to senior, right? Like they're, they, they've seen some stuff before, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And somebody applies with five years of experience at three different jobs, right? So they've been the total of five years experience, one year at one place, two years and two years, right? What should you do? <coughs> you should check to see if they're crazy, right? Like you should have a conversational interview. You know what I mean? Make sure yeah, that they're yeah. make sure that they're not like yelling at you, <laughs> like in the interview. Yeah. Like, look for some red flags and then hire them. My my the thing that I think of immediately when I think of like the tech world, hmm. I don't think of emotional intelligence. Hmm. When one hundred percent, yeah. No, there's a bunch. Dude, there's a bu- there's a bunch of those people. Yeah, there's a bunch like, of those people, and and that's an important thing to screen for, right? Um, not always because like, I guess there's going to be some people who there's going to be some positions where you're going to be by yourself or you're going to, and then it kind of doesn't matter. And you're that good. And you're, well, maybe you're that good, but maybe you're just, maybe you're just isolated, right? Like if you're isolated, eh, maybe it doesn't matter. But if you're that good, also maybe it doesn't matter. So it's a combination. Um, Yeah. So that, that's what I think of tech. So like part of it, even your original statement is like, they they really feel like that they just don't miss when it comes to the hiring side of things. It's because they it, it ultimately like when I think of tech, I totally think of like a lack of a, of emotional intelligence yeah. in the tech world. Now that that could just be like a perception that's out there that you just you know it's not I'm not in it, so I don't know. Honestly, but, it's the same percentage that you encounter. Yeah, because I mean that is the perception. As far as society goes, that tech people are, you know, they tend to be like a little emotional intelligence. They're like stuck in their computer. They're not always aware of, you know, the people and things that are happening around. Like that is the perception out here and far as social norms go. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, And that's what I think of. When you said that, like that's immediately kind of what I thought of. It's just like, I don't, they probably don't really know how to decipher that through people. Oh, for sure. But it's, you know, like it, you stop and think and you go like, okay, maybe you need to do some culture fit stuff, right? Yeah. Like some of those things in interviews make sense. Yeah. But like well, you- if somebody's been doing the job for five years, right? Mm-hmm. And you need them to do a medium to above average like job from skill set, right? Just hire. Like you don't really need to validate their skills. They've been doing it for five years. Nah. You know, you know what I mean. Like Especially because, like you said, there's way more jobs than there are people. So at this there's, point, you just need to you just need to get them in the building. You just need to get them in the building, right? Yeah. And despite that, tech has this peculiar thing where, like, they go through these crazy hiring processes. So I went through this crazy hiring process, right? And then I get into the code base, like, because now I started the job last week, and it is a hot mess and i'm not talking about like a hot mess like oh they didn't do it the way i would do it what i'm saying is like it is a four-year-old like hasn't been updated in four years 
just mm. been in maintenance mode for the last four years, code base. And so, and like, that's not what you, you need to constantly stay on top of updates. Otherwise you end up in this spot where you're, you have four years of updates in front of you and you can't explain to anyone why you should do it. Right. So like if your code base is in that position, why are you trying to, you know what I mean? Like just hire the people that need to come in to fix it. Just be like, can you fix this? Yeah. Yeah. And then also like even weirder, like what, what do you do if you hire somebody and it turns out they were a really bad hire and you know, at the end of a week, right? What do you do? You go, you have a conversation about it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey man, this isn't going to work out. (laughs) Especially in that world. Especially in that world. That world's like, this isn't like the common sense space that like, you know, hey, uh, you know, we take orders here. You know, like if you're working at Chick-fil-A, somebody's not good the first week. It's like, oh, all right, we, we can work with them. We can, we can help them navigate through that. As long as they're world, not, as, as long as they're not red flag bag, bad. Yeah, right? exactly. Like in your world, like. Nah, man, you don't you don't have the qualifications. Right, you can't do it. Like, <laughs> you hey, can't hey, do it. Like we hired you. Turns out you can't do it. We're gonna let you go. Yeah, that, like that's different. Your world, that's different. That's like we're not here to like be starting some apprenticeship. Like we need stuff done. Right. Not to mention, I'm wanted to hire somebody to teach you how to do it. Right. We hired you with the expectation that you have five years of experience and you would have this impact. You know, it's blatantly obvious at the end of two weeks or six weeks that you're not going to be that person. We're going to let you go. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And like that's, that's so straightforward and it's much more straightforward than investing hours and hours and hours and hours and hours in interviews. Yes. <laughs> to yes. identify candidates badly. Yes, that's true. Just bring them in, get going. Just bring yeah, them in, get going. True. That's true. And I imagine there's some element of HR and, and, and different things involved that, that calls for. I don't know what know, it is, but all, man. All, you know, there's all that part in it. There's I'm all sure. The, yeah, there's a business. Know, e- there's a business. You know, uh, inclusion, equality, and all. There, there's a whole lot of legal I'm stuff sure. that, sure. that you got to go through uh, for sure that, that sure. they have to. They probably know who they're going to hire, and they just like, you know. They're doing, doing the dance. dog and pony yeah. dance. Yes, sir. Which is which is how we, you know, same way it's done a conversation, man. It's 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 interesting though. But I, I you know, the one thing that uh, I don't know if we talked about it. Did we talk about uh, my my last week? Did we talk about my my favorite song of the week? I think we yeah. did talk about it, right. Yeah. But <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's last this past week was like a journey of. Listening to a lot of things and people talk about things that they want. And not that, like, clearly we don't have it all figured out. And, and clearly, I, I, there's things that, like, the specifics of it, I don't don't know what it looks like. But, like, as far as knowing what I want in terms of, like, on a on a more meaningful way, meaning like not the specific details, but just like the direction that I want to go in. Like I'm very clear that I want to be able to leave behind, you know, and establish a legacy for my family of, you know, ownership and 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 being able to have things for themselves and be working for goals for themselves um and how that looks 
could vary and it varies for me, you know, sure. but, but it's important like that every thing that I, every step that I take and how I manifest the things that I want, like it's, it's in that way. It's like, I'm doing things to one day kind of own my own, like create my own, you know, and I hate to make it all income based, but like create my own thing. You know what well, I mean? The thing is, is if you use the income-based stuff, it's easy to explain yeah, because it makes it's relatively sense. easier to measure. Yes, right? it makes more sense. Yeah. It, it would be much, much harder for you to explain that, like, if your kid is super into dance, that you want to be able to invest in your kid for dance lessons and have them become a dance instructor because that's what they want. Yes. And you invested in them and set them up in a way that – lets them make those choices right like, yes and even think like that though correct. even think like that think like that I, that's an option yes like I, I even look at it from the standpoint of like yo what if we get a call bill simmons calls us Devin vernon we you know we want you to come join the bill simmons podcast team or whatever and we want you to run a show and we're going to pay you enough where you can leave your jobs and blah 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 you know at three hundred thousand a year for the both of you or whatever right Okay. Like, <laughs> I, for me, though, on like, and this may sound crazy, and this is also to say it without it actually happening. Sure. For me, I would much rather go, like, the Jay-Z route when, 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 when he tells the story of sitting across from Russell Simmons, looking to sign a deal, and realizing as he's sitting across from Russell Simmons – being offered an opportunity for a deal, just like any other Joe Smo type deal, that he realized, like, in that moment, I don't want to work for Russell Simmons. I want to be Russell Simmons. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I, I want to I wanna be that guy. So, in that moment, it went from, hey, I want to sign with you to, nah, you know what? Like, we need to partner. Like, 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 what can we do to partner? You know what I mean? Like, if I'm so good that you want to sign me underneath your umbrella and you're chasing me down underneath your umbrella, clearly I got something. Sure. That I, you think that the, I think that the reality of that situation is that we would 100% do it. Not before. I, I wouldn't. And I'll no, tell you, you what. No, you I wouldn't. And here's, here's I would, why. I would start with the part. I would 100% negotiate. I would give... I would give back money in order to negotiate an opportunity ownership. to work in partnership with said person. Sure. The, but here's what I'm trying to say. Is it, is it sure? Sure. You try to, you try to work it out, but really the answer is take it. And just like the whole Seth, all that stuff that we've been doing, yeah, yeah. it's, Sure, we got picked. If we got picked, we would accept the tremendous benefit that getting picked would be, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. it's a benefit. Like, take it. Take and there's it. another the world way. hands you. Yeah. But there's then another way out too. Exactly. You need to look. Then, as soon as you get picked, you need to go. Okay. Well, what? What about? How can I leverage this to my thing? exactly? No lifetime and contracts. No. no li exactly. You might even do like, all right, Bill. All right, Bill. We'll do two years, and then in right. two years. We we need to circle back about, you know, like at first it's hey I want to be in partnership with you. And Bill might be say I don't know if you guys I like you guys. The rest of the world might not like you. Yeah. And then in that case it's all right, Bill. We'll, well we you. want we want to own merchandise. 
Yeah, or we'll give you we'll give you two years, you know, time to build this thing, and then we got to revisit in two years or something. Kind of like you look at like Seth Rogen. I mean, not Seth Rogen. Um, yeah, Seth Rogen did. Joe with uh, Joe Rogan, not Seth Rogan. Joe yeah, Rogan. He's like, I think it's four years with Spotify or something like that. Yeah, and then he bounced out and 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 got the biggest bag, you know, and ownership and all types of stuff in that package. You know what I mean? Like it turned into something totally. Or even a guy's a million dollars worth of game. They just did the same thing. They they're they're now up for a new contract, and their whole discussion is is ownership. Like right. they're not signing anywhere. Unless they could sign bring million dollars worth of game as a you know like the Jordan brand with Nike. Well, that's the that's and that's the that's the sort of insight of all of it, right? If you get picked, enjoy being picked and take yes, advantage, yes. right? I mean, because life does life, you know. And that's the conversation you and I would have had in that spot, and I would have yeah. been like, "Dude, we got we're getting picked." Like <laughs> I would have been, like, and it, you'd you'd have been like, "But but but," and I'd have been like, "I would have struck it." <laughs> I would have struck. We would have had to, we would have had a deal of. First, we got to ask. Oh, no, of course and, we ask. And, and before we sign, we got, not only do we got to ask Bill, we now got to go call, you know, we we now got to start working the phones. Sure. And we would Who's, do all that. We would do all that stuff. But the bottom willing? line, the bottom line in the conversation would be, we hey, would Brian, be picked out of We just got picked. Yeah. And enjoy, like, it, first of all, don't ever expect in your life you'll get picked because that's just not the way life works. It is it, it is for some random person True. all the time. But True. for almost everyone, it's not. True. And that's why you go the thousand true fans route or, you know, all these other things that we talk about sort of like generally and overall, right? Speaking of thousand true fans, JD sent me a text and he was like, hey, do you want to like show me this app again? Because I've been like reaching out to him every like couple of weeks. And like, hey, oh, dude, yeah. Oh, yeah, so he, he just like randomly shot me a message because that's I think, big, well, that's the thing. You just got to stay with it because when we're building them one at a time, which is sort of what we're about right now, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It takes time because you're not getting picked. Like in life, you don't get picked. And I think that's probably a lesson that you'd hope to leave to your kids too. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it's just like, you know, staying active, you know, like, yeah, yeah. like, like you don't get picked, but. Just because you don't get picked don't mean you, you you stop playing like or you or you stop preparing, you know what I mean. You continue to just keep adding and keep learning and keep growing and growing, and eventually, you know, whether you get picked or not, you might get to the other lane, which is a thousand true fans, which essentially will pay you like the first year of getting picked. Like sure. if we had a thousand true fans. You know, we committed like we like we would need to. There's ways to being able to make you know make a significant living in any form of business with a thousand true fans, to yeah. where you can get to the point of all right, this is now, this no longer do I have to sell my time to this other place. You know what I mean? I got a thousand true fans that I can depend on. Now that I'm able to invest my time into myself and the business and the thing that I'm doing. Once you get to a thousand true fans, you're you're at a you're at a leverage point where you can go. All right, I can take care of my family off of this, and I can also build and see if I can get to two thousand or or fifteen hundred. You know what I mean? Like that. That's that's the goal, and that's oh, yeah. really the best. That that's the small business way of 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 developing that. It's actually funny. I'm um so my wife Ash is is uh she's ready to kind of take um. 
take some steps, you know, further some steps towards, you know, her, her stuff. You know what I mean? Like, um, and I, I wouldn't even say her, I say our stuff. Like, that's also another side and another one of the things that I'm working on is like the family business, shall we say. You yeah. know, and she's she's ready to take another step. And so we've been looking at different stuff. She She's actually um, interested in going in and, and getting the LLC stuff situated. Um, and then been discussing like potential you know, making an actual move for this food trailer and, and, and going ahead and just making a move. And, and she's got some ideas. She's thinking of, you know, we got, she's been making these cinnamon rolls, all different types of flavors and variations. And, uh, she's considering, you know, possibly looking into that route. She's, she's really, she's got a couple different things she can do. So specializing, specializing in cinnamon rolls makes sense to me. Yeah. Right. You know, well, you, like, you know, like it's like because pe- people already have Cinnabon in their brain, right? And, and they pretty much died. Unfortunately. Oh, really? Rest, yeah, rest in peace to Cinnamon Rolls. But they also, because you know, I love me a, I, I love the cinnamon a Cinnabon. Yeah, but they they since kind of you know they they fallen Fell a, little off bit. a little bit. Yeah, they they fallen a little bit. And and I mean five nine five ninety nine for a cinnamon roll is a lot. Yeah, but also they. They grew so big, mm. you know. They grew, they grew big, man. They had like a, probably like six, seven hundred stores, of, and they were yeah. franchised. And they get, sure. you know what I mean? I tell sure. you what, they still probably got a hundred stores in this country right now, you know. So they ain't yeah. fall all the way down. It's just some of those franchises kind of yeah. closed up shop, and you know, I mean, if your heart's not in it, if you, if it's not your thing, you know. There's a lot of a lot of reasons why you can understand why one would would close up. Yeah, you know, they ain't like they're like making like changing the menu and really improving things. They're just kind of like the same old song for the last fifty years. That's the thing. I think also if you're gonna have a a, a real expensive cinnamon roll, like you need to have a nice cup of coffee that goes with it. Mm-hmm. It can't be some McDonald's coffee. Like it's got to be some yeah. delicious coffee. Yeah, they had McDonald's coffee. Yeah. They had McDonald's coffee, down. which is. I don't mind McDonald's coffee. It's, you know, like if you need a cup of coffee and you're on the road, like it's totally fine. But mm-hmm. you're going to need something. And like probably in 2022, you're going to need like a barista situation. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you need, like that, and you need. That's what people would expect. And you need different stuff like, you know, like we, she can make a, we make a cinnamon roll BLT. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like there's so many different things in lanes that you can go. That uh, that that would be like that shock factor, you know what I mean? Of like, yeah. where people are like, "Oh, I gotta have that!" Like, that's my treat of the week. Like, uh, right. a f- French toast, cinnamon roll, French toast, or cinnamon roll waffle, or which right. are all things that she or does with these cinnamon rolls. Sure, you know what I mean? Like cinnamon well, roll even breakfast I, sandwich. You know, sweet whatever. sweet potato cinnamon roll. Well, yeah, right. we already she already does it. Got all. all- Zucchini you cinnamon, know, zucchini fresh, bread cinnamon roll, yeah, yeah like all fresh, that stuff. Fresh, uh, fresh fruit on top, like build your own cinnamon roll. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, like all of that type stuff. So it's something that I think you know she's. We're considering some stuff, and uh, we haven't really decided. She's got like mini, you know, she got bite cakes. All like there's all these different lanes and things that she we can go, go down. Around. So you know, at this point, we're just she's just baking. Yeah, and 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 we're getting feels like we're getting real serious on like 
you know, a step in that direction. And, and my 13-year-old is now making, like, cover art, you know, and she's, like, designing, uh, I guess you would call it cover, I don't know, I, I might have made that up. But uh, she's she's doing, like, different logo designs and all that type stuff on the, on the computer. I don't know where the heck she learned this skill, but this this girl just like, uh, she yeah, she's got some gifts. Yeah, I don't know. Well, where and she and, from. and now she just got to invest in them and do what makes her happy. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean that's see that's the thing that like, and I think go, going back to your original com- comment, like, and you don't know. Like the difference is like, all right, maybe maybe you like shooting a basketball. Okay, cool. Do you also like? taking 500 free throws every day yes exactly because you you can have like a hobby which is a thing that you do it's fun right and maybe maybe that's cover design right but if you also happen to like making 500 free throws a day now you're talking about well you should be a designer right (laughs) like those are two different like Oh, you, you like you 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 don't mind writing some code and like updating some stuff and and being able to like okay cool you should you should enjoy that. Oh, you don't you really like it? Like you're sitting you're willing to like read a weird book on p- computer programming? You should do what Devin does. Like you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. the that's the very interesting thing that I don't think people necessarily understand is that that difference between like hobby and skill. Yeah. Like that like deep investment thing that happens. It really is like a hobby is something that you you like doing and you like the fun results that come from it. And then something that you like a passion is something that you 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 obsess about. You obsess about learning about it, being the best at it, you know, like you want to develop all the, 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 the necessary skills to be able to do it like you're you're obsessed this isn't like you're not satisfied with like oh you know i made origami you know what i mean like that's a hobby like oh i made an origami and you make like you know like the easiest origami you know the person and that's who's fun be like yeah and that's fun that's just like oh i you know ooh, i made an origami the person who's going to be like an origami master and write a book about like, it yeah it's the person that's like all right i made the first one oh i love the challenge i'm gonna go read you know, three hours of like techniques on origami. And then I'm going to practice doing some of the hardest level ones. And I want to keep going. I'm going to fail a hundred times and I'm not going to stop. I'm going to read another, this, I'm going to YouTube that I'm going to do this. I'm going to add this. And then when I get it, it's still not going to be enough. Right. And that's the, and that's the distance between the, like the person who is like, that's the, that's the really the way that you go from, hobby to professionalized skill right yeah and like professionalized skill doesn't necessarily mean that you'll make money at it nah. but usually it does <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah it's about usually. you know look at lebron man it's summertime you know i'm sure some of it is for his brand but sure this, this dude's 38 no i think he's 37 37 okay about 37 no he's gotta right. be 38 he's coming on 38 he's definitely got me by a year and a half I just turned 36. LeBron's coming up on 38. Yeah, I think he'll be 38 sometime this fall or whenever his birthday is. Yeah. He's he's 37. He'll be 38 in December. Yeah, I was about to say. I know he's got me by like a year and a half. But you look at this dude. He's spending his summer 
playing basketball. Traveling the world. I mean, the country playing basketball. Like he's in. In little gyms. In little gyms. Like he's been in, he's in New York. He's in L.A. He's out in, you know, Seattle this week. He's And he's just playing basketball. Working out with young guys. Meeting up with this dude. Like he, he's thirty. He's about to be thirty-eight in year like sixteen or what, seventeen or whatever. Yeah, I mean he ha- he hasn't really jumped very many times. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's saving it. He's he's taking care yeah. of his body while he does it. But, he, but he's, he's still obsessed with being in the gym. Obsessed. He's obsessed with basketball. Yeah. Like he just was working out with uh, the Mystic. The well, other I day, mean, he's just obsessed. I mean, it, honestly. Like, so after I had that one interview where I, like, kind of performed below my below my expectation, right? And there was a bunch of reasons why that happened. It's fine. But after that one interview, I was like, oh, I need to get back on, like, because there's a specific kind of practice that you have to do when you're coding for interviews. And so I've been doing that every single day because, yeah. like, you, you get. You should. Cause, well, I, but also, like, that's professional skills, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And, like, when I code on the weekend. Like that's, it's professional skills. Like, like all that stuff is about yep. the same exact thing. And that's where you, you know, that's where, the, that's where you separate. Yep. That's where you totally. Separate. Totally, so. man. So we didn't get into the book, but, uh, I guess we'll catch up more next yeah, week. I yeah. just have one interesting observation. So we both really kind of don't like that the book is dialogue driven. And then we observed that, like, we really didn't like the dialogue-driven part. The, if there was a down part of Invisible Man, which there wasn't really. Like, it was fantastic. Yeah, it was a but the, the biggest weakness in it was the dialogue parts. Yes. Right? Yes. So I have sort of, like, two, two parallel thoughts. One is I think maybe we don't like dialogue-driven books, which is interesting because we both like dialogue-driven conversation like we both yes. like listening in on other people's conversation but we Absolutely. don't like it we don't like it in books agree agree and any other piece is perhaps next time we go for a dialogue driven book we should go for one of the ones where they have different actors voice all the parts yeah that would actually be good that's a good idea and it, also just one that might have a the concept behind it would be a little more accessible intense. Yeah, and a little more, you know, intense and, I don't know. I feel like this is a very, the book is just, like, totally just agreeable the whole way through. Like, like even though there's some opposite opinions and sides, it's really just, like, I don't know what the conflict really is. Or maybe I don't respect it. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I just... Really I think it's. I think it's just that conflict. we're super emotionally separated from the idea of being uh, a nineteen or an eighteen hundreds yeah, woman, so. yeah. <laughs> who's like a fan, a fancy rich woman in England trying to get married. You yeah, that's I mean? probably it. Yeah, like I think yeah. we just can't. We it's so far. Like because we both were fully invested, and we didn't like it. Right, so we were both fully invested in the in the book invisible man we could relate despite neither of us being from the 50s or whatever right like but we could you could put yourself in those shoes and then add to that this final sort of sliver and it was about being seen which is and it was very very i mean and and i do think emma has some element of that 
Yeah, she's it. Well, she's just I don't know. She also seems naive. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, like Emma too. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? I think the Emma thing is all of the conflict is in the background. Yeah, it's all the background noise. Whereas all the other books we've read, the conflict's been up front. And, like, not the background noise. It's been the noise. The background's been kind of like the scenery. or the, Like, you know, at a certain point, East of Eden didn't feel like a, you know, 1920s book. No, it was, like, a, to- it was a discussion of good and evil, and it was exactly. pretty much right It was pretty much right in front of you. Absolutely. I mean, you know, some of the dialogue was, but not the book, you know, not the, con- you know, not the, not the, the uh, conflict. The conflict was, like, Today, all of the conflict in Emma is from the 1800s. Well, or it's super. It. It's super class related stuff. Like, there's like entire throwaway parts where they're like, "Well, then he had to stop by Mrs. Jones' house and sit in the parlor for two and a half minutes because that that's what propriety demanded." And I'm like, <sighs> I'm way too American to care. Because in America, you don't have any of that, right? That's some English business no. right there. Yeah. <laughs> and, there and, and, and for the record, for anyone who's like, well, there's class issues today. Absolutely. Not like this stuff. But not like this. This is like, yeah, this is different. This is much different. So, well, you know, we'll keep pushing through and uh, yeah. Yeah, see, yeah. see what happens in the, in the back half. Well, we only have two more weeks. You know what I mean? Like it. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you just gotta dig down and and knock it out, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So. Hey, uh, Vernon. Yes, sir. Where can people find us? They can find us at theprocessisblackandwhite.com, and they can search us on all your social media platforms at the process is black and white, and we'll pop right up. I'll talk to you next week. All right.